Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You got Rommel yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center, get to the one and the only Ryan Callahan, who will tell us why we are having yet another breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. What's up, Ryan? Hey Wes, yeah, we've we've got uh, some big recruiting news as it usually is uh, when we do one of these, and uh, in this case, another in-state commitment for Tennessee uh, defensive lineman Nathan Robinson, uh, class of 2023 prospect from Greenbrier High School just outside of Nashville, committing to Tennessee. Uh, he's been a frequent visitor to uh, to Knoxville over the past, really over the past year, uh, even going back to the dead period last year. Went to the went to Tennessee's spring game right after the Vols gave him an early offer and. Uh, just has always liked Tennessee, I think, since since that early offer. And, uh, you know, didn't even grow up a Tennessee fan, really. Uh, grew up uh, liking Auburn um, more so than, <laughs> than Tennessee. But uh, throughout the recruiting process has really uh, taken a liking to Tennessee. And so not surprising that he is headed to Knoxville. It, it seemed like Tennessee has, has been probably the team to beat for most of the way. Uh, especially with how how well the balls have recruited and throughout the process, but uh, another big pickup and and I think the type of player that you you don't want to pass on in state because of the ceiling, uh, the potential that you see in his game. He's a, he's a really interesting prospect, which we'll talk more about in a minute. But you know, around six foot five, two hundred seventy or so pounds, uh, just a big big kid who's still kind of growing and filling out his body. Uh, that you could you could do a few different things with a guy. Uh, with, with that kind of frame and athleticism. He's played linebacker a lot in high school, so kind of fascinating uh, background as a player to be as big as he is, but certainly someone that Tennessee's been impressed by his athleticism and and how his body has filled out this offseason in particular. And, and I think, you know, there's it's easy to project him uh, getting quite a bit better, especially as a defensive lineman, since he has so little uh, of a background at that position. Uh, I, I think just a lot of potential for him to grow into a pretty good player at the SEC level and, and definitely a nice pickup for Tennessee and state. Yeah, just to reset the basics here, this is Nathan Robinson, spelled exactly how you would think Nathan and Robinson would be spelled. Six we've got him listed anyways at six foot five, two hundred and sixty-eight pounds right now, uh, from Greenbrier, Tennessee, which is of course just north of Nashville there, just a couple miles away from actual Nashville proper, I suppose you could say. Uh, we've got him rated as a four-star prospect, a good solid four-star prospect, four hundred and fifty-six overall. Uh, nationally in the composite. We've got him as the number 36 edge at 24-7 sports and one of the top dozen prospects in the state of Tennessee, which of course means more than it used to because now in an average year, Tennessee's putting out more 
uh, sort of SEC level top five, you know, you know, just major BCS. It's not BCS now. What we call it, Ryan? Like college football playoff, Power Five conference. A lot more of those kinds of guys right now. I can't believe I just said BCS. We're going to leave it in though, uh, Ryan. This kid. What I really like here <laughs> that stands out to me, anyways, uh, is this is a kid who, at six foot five and two sixty eight now. Uh, he's put on about 30 pounds recently, and as you said, played linebacker earlier in his high school career. So this is a kid who obviously can move. And, and I tell you, just you just look at him, and right now, 6'5", 270 range, the length that he's got, uh, the ability to kind of play standing up a little bit, a little bit at least in high school, there's some really nice sort of length and athleticism and, and twitch and size here. There is, and, and just just a uh, quick correction. You you said he was a four star prospect. He is a three star in the in the twenty four seven sports composite and on twenty four seven sports, but on, on the higher end of the three star range. So this is a this is a nice pickup, I think, in the eyes of our analysts and and a lot of people across the country. Uh, you know, currently rated as an edge rusher because that's that's probably what you would put him at based on what he's done in high school and and based on his frame. But the the most recent film of him was 30, 30 or so pounds ago. Uh, this is a guy who played at really under 240 pounds during his junior season uh, for, for the most part. And this off season has bulked up into the 270 range. So you're, you're talking about 30 pounds or so he's added this off season. And that is, that has changed how he looks pretty considerably. Uh, that's one of the, the, the things that made this an easy call for Tennessee, just seeing him on campus. He's, he's been to Knoxville a few times over the past several weeks. He was back there for, for a junior day on March 5th came back for a spring practice on, on the 26th of March and then uh, and then back for Tennessee's spring scrimmage uh, that, that's sort of in, in place of their spring game. So he, he's seen a lot of Tennessee, and each time they've seen him, uh, I, I think the Vols have been really impressed by how he has looked uh, with that added weight. So, yeah, it, it's really interesting that you see him on film a lot at linebacker. Toward the end of last season, he did put his hand on the ground more and, and did some, some edge rusher slash defensive end work uh, at the end of the season. And and, and kind of gave them a different look and, and was really productive in that package to the point that he's convinced he'll, he'll probably play a little more defensive end as a senior. And I think that's where he sees himself right now playing in college. But I think the reality is it's too early to tell what he's going to do in college. I, I think there's a real chance he could continue adding weight, uh, especially once you get him into a, to a college strength conditioning program. You know, I, I can see this from going a few different directions, but you know, if he ends up adding even 20 more pounds to what he has right now, you're talking a 290 pound guy who could line up either inside or as a bigger defensive end, but more likely, you know, at 290, you're, you're probably going to line up inside a lot of times, especially in four man fronts. So he could play really anywhere across the defensive line, just depending on how he develops. And, and I think a lot to like, because you, you've got that background of being an athletic linebacker that really covered a lot of ground in high school when you see his film and, and just looking at the numbers this past season, 23 sacks, 26 tackles for loss, four pass breakups, six forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries. This is a guy who's done everything uh, at, at, at a level where he's not playing the top competition in the state of Tennessee, but he is, he is kind of dominated on that side of the ball. And that's what you want to see from a guy like that. So to see that athleticism and, and that versatility, and more importantly, this is a guy Tennessee's seen at camp. They saw him last summer, again, 30 pounds lighter or so, but they saw him at one of their camps last summer and liked him after offering him. And Rodney Garner got to work with him a little bit hands-on at that camp and try him out as a defensive lineman, which was, you know, a little more of a projection at that time. Now, I think he looks more the part as a defensive lineman. And so I think Tennessee sees him clearly as a guy who's going to have his hand on the ground quite a bit in college. It's just a matter of, 
know, exactly what role he's going to play. And a lot of that depends on how he develops physically. Yeah. It's, it's weird sometimes when you, when you take a step back and think about it, just the sort of size and athleticism quickness combination that a lot of prospects have these days and just the, the strength training and the, the specificity and, and, and all these things that they learn from an earlier age. I mean, this is a really big kid running around pretty fluidly uh, out there, you know, which is just something that's just kind of wild to see. But that's the era that Tennessee is in now that everyone's in now. This is the, the kind of athleticism Tennessee needs to have there on the defensive line. This is what you, you've got you've got to have. And i got to tell you, Ryan, just looking at the kid, I mean, there, there are some coaches – I mean, I, you see offensive linemen that, that look like this. I mean, this, kid, this guy's got projection all over the freaking place. Obviously, he's a defensive player, but just sort of the, the athleticism combination that he has, these the skills – I just really like pickups like this where you could you could look at a guy at a couple of different spots and that way both for his development and for the development of your team it just gives you a lot of options and I really like that. But his recruitment Ryan uh before we go to break here in a minute just sort of walk us through this because this is a young man who you mentioned he grew up sort of an Auburn fan uh, even though he's from you know the state of Tennessee. But then the recruiting process starts and he's got some SEC offers he's going around but he it almost kind of feels like a gravitational pull toward Knoxville. Well, you covered this recruitment. How, how, walk me through that the best you can. Yeah, t- Tennessee was just in on him early, and, and I think always uh, appealed to him. I, I think once he went to Knoxville and uh, you know saw the spring game last year and went there for camp, I think he was just kind of blown away by everything he saw. And uh, you know, Tennessee just to their credit, they. Uh, you, you might remember if you follow recruiting really closely, they they had the the time right after spring practice last year. You know they're still in the middle of the dead period, mm-hmm. and and Tennessee staff kind of uh, made it made a, an emphasis uh, put an emphasis on in-state recruiting uh, and and what they called it a Tennessee takeover, uh, where they spent a few days uh, reaching out to coaches across the state and and making contact with a, with every high school program across the state of Tennessee. Before that, right before their spring game, they actually handed out a round of offers to some in-state players in the 2023 class. And, and Nathan Robinson was one of those guys, ended up visiting just a couple of days later for the spring game. And, and that, that early evaluation, I, I think you've got to give Tennessee a lot of credit for because they were one of the first teams in the door there. They had yet to see him in person, certainly with this staff. They hadn't worked him out at a camp yet or anything like that. It would have been really easy for them to just say, you know what, let's get this kid to camp in June see if we want to offer him then, but they, they jumped in early, got him on campus and, and just really never, never took the foot off the pedal from that point and, and recruited him well. And, and he just, he just liked everything about it from the staff to, to the way they recruited him. And obviously just the chance to play in the sec at, at a big program. But uh, yeah, he said he was an Auburn fan because his, his great grandfather played there. His grandparents met there. Uh, his dad grew up going to those games. Uh, you know, hey, Auburn didn't offer, and I think even it's it's at the point now where even even if Auburn did offer, you know, later in the game, I, I don't know that it would make much of a difference at this point because uh, he's 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 obviously been a, a priority target for Tennessee for a while now. So the the fact that uh, the fact that Tennessee got a kid like this to feel that way about Tennessee, even though he didn't necessarily grow up dreaming of playing for the Vols, I think speaks to the way they've recruited him and and. Uh, and again, give them credit for that early evaluation, being decisive early on and saying, you know what, this is the guy we need to offer uh, and not, not being worried about what his offer list looked like at that time and, and just uh, making a decision and going with it. So I, I think Tennessee just did a good job in this one and, and you know, found a guy on campus or in state who, who got on campus and just 
felt at home there, even though it wasn't a school he necessarily dreamed of, of playing for. Plus, Rodney Garner could could tell him plenty about Auburn and be like, come on, man, I, I, I loved Auburn too, but I'm here now. This is a better place to be. You know, Rodney Garner, when, when he wants somebody, he can uh, – he, he's still he's still a good salesman, uh, but when he, when he gets there on campus, though, uh, Rodney Garner is your position coach. Uh, you are you are in for it. Every day is boot camp, but you will come out of it a better player. And if you play for him long enough, a lot of those guys go to the National Football League. Uh, so so there's lots and lots to like about that. So plenty more to discuss about this young man, Tennessee, taking the commitment from Nathan Robinson from Greenbrier, Tennessee, just north of Nashville. Got plenty more to discuss about him, uh, sort of him as a prospect, Tennessee's in-state recruiting, uh, some potential numbers situations there for the D-line. Obviously, those things are always in play, so there's tons to talk about there. But before we do all that, we got to take a quick break. we got to step away, pay some bills, listen to product services, in-house ads, other fun things, and we'll be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. We're having a breaking news emergency edition podcast here, talking about Tennessee adding the commitment from Nathan Robinson, a six foot five, two 268-pound versatile defensive lineman from Greenbrier, Tennessee, right there around Nashville, three-star prospect. Tennessee was in on this kid for a long time, uh, wanted this kid for a long time, and Tennessee got him so plenty more to discuss about about him about Tennessee's recruiting class Tennessee's in-state recruiting priorities and targets and and the commitment or the success uh, that they're having this year in-state lots to discuss before we do that though quick reminder guys and, and quick um quick request I guess you would say if you could take about 90 seconds out of your day right now go back uh, and this would really help us a lot if you go in there, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong way to consume this podcast. It's absolutely fine. But what really helps us out is if you go in there, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast the fine pod. You can find this GoVolf 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. Uh, but all we ask for is that you rate, review, tell your friends, subscribe, hit that subscribe button and all that. So if you're already doing all that, uh, thank you. We love you. If not, go yourself. That's the motto. Sticking to it. No one's told me to stop doing it except for Ryan, and I don't count that. None of my bosses have told me to stop saying that. So to this point, I am still 
going to say that. Also, go to GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Val Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, baseball recruiting, Lady Vols, everything. GoVols247.com. Ryan, this this young man that Tennessee's taken here, Nathan Robinson, this is obviously another Tennessee kid. Uh, even though maybe he grew up an Auburn fan, he, he you know kind of felt that calling. Uh, the bat signal was sent up in Knoxville, and he wanted to, to stay in state. It seems like we've mentioned this a little bit before, but I think it's worth discussing again quickly. How much better things are going in state for Tennessee and the staff for Josh Heupel and his crew now that they've kind of had time to dig their claws in a little bit, they've been able to put their own roots in the ground, and it seems like they're they're having a just maybe not like oh my gosh, getting everybody they want, but having more success. Yeah, no, noticeably more success in the twenty twenty three class, no question in state, and and this is a this is a good example of I think where Tennessee has made quite a bit of progress. I think the the biggest difference you've seen from. Uh, from the previous staff to this staff is maybe a, just a, a little bit more belief overall in, in the talent in the state of Tennessee. I, I think there was with the previous staff, a little more hesitation sometimes to hand out offers. And I think Nathan Robinson uh, is, is maybe an example of that. It, again, it, he's the type of kid. It would have been easy for Tennessee to just say, come to camp, earn the offer. You know, we're not sure about the level of competition you play. We think there's some things we like about you, but you know, we're projecting you on the defensive line a little bit. We need to see you in person before before we decide to go after you or, or whatever. And, and this, this staff didn't hesitate as much. And I think, I think some of that co- goes back to the familiarity with recruiting this state that they have on staff with guys like Scott Altizer and Brandon Lawson, who've been at Tennessee before and, and sort of know the landscape. I think that really does make a difference a lot of times with in-state recruiting, knowing, knowing the lay of the land and, and, and how you have to attack uh, in-state prospects and even surrounding states. Uh, and, and just how the numbers usually break down and things like that. Uh, the, the, the 2023 class, you know, we've discussed it before. It's not as loaded in state as the 2022 class was. Not many classes are going to be. That was a pretty historically strong class. You know, we'll see over time how it how it grades out when, when those guys' careers are finished. But uh, at least coming out of high school as prospects, there were some pretty special talents in that 2022 class. So you're, you're not going to see the same number of players uh, that Tennessee would would like to have in that uh, in this class compared to that class last year, but that there are several guys that Tennessee has liked and and, and already having a, a few on board with uh, with Nate Spillman, the wide receiver from Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, and then uh, obviously uh, having uh, the the other early commitment from uh, from Aiden Bustle, the offensive lineman from Mountain Juliet. So off to a good start in state. Uh, still waiting on some. Some big fish like Caleb Herring, obviously the state's top prospect. We'll see, uh, you know, how, how much longer that one plays out. Still, still think Tennessee's in good shape there, but it, it's shaping up to be a, a noticeably better year for Tennessee in state. And even if it doesn't end up being the 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 largest in state class you've seen Tennessee sign, I think they're going to bat at a pretty high percentage uh, with with just the guys they want and really set their sights on trying to add in this 2023 class. Yeah, you know, and, and you were talking about Herring, obviously the the brother of Tennessee freshman linebacker Elijah Herring, who has looked pretty good uh, so far since he enrolled in January, and and he's really impressed Tennessee's coaches. And and the position he plays sort of naturally leads me to to ask you, um, it's some, kind of an he's kind of a good buffer between asking about you know kind of numbers in state recruiting in state and also 
you know, numbers on the defensive line, you know, both the defensive line, the interior positions, and the edge positions. Just sort of how many – this has been an area, Ryan, you've mentioned it, where Tennessee's needed to, to get some guys. And it seems like, you know, there are just very few places in the game where you can impact a game more than this, very few places in the sport where you can impact games more than this spot. And, and what do you think Tennessee, you know, is looking for numbers-wise and, and some of the guys in this class that, that could jump on board? Yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky number to project sometimes these days because the edge positions are kind of you know sometimes included, sometimes not, uh, and because you have so many guys who are who are versatile sometimes along the defensive line. But I, I think somewhere around around four true defensive linemen would would be would be nice for Tennessee to have in this class. Uh, I, I don't think it's a it's a requirement for Tennessee to load up there, but I think you do want to continue to replenish the numbers continue to strengthen that position because as we've seen that they're they're in a better spot than they've been with the defensive line at times in recent years but uh they're they're still not quite loaded they're still looking to upgrade the overall talent you know they had some nice wins in the 2022 class with guys like Tyree West and Jordan Phillips who I think you're going to are are going to help them uh at, at some point but you know are, are they are they where they need to be talent wise I, I would say no so they obviously need to continue to get better there. And, and, a, and a guy like Nathan Robinson that has a high ceiling is going to help with that. And, and to, to get a guy like this early is a nice pickup, you know, not having to wait till the summer and continue to, to, to battle this out and, and beating out some SEC opponents for him. You know, Ole Miss was Tennessee's main competition down the stretch for, for Nathan Robinson. Uh, Kentucky was the other team in his top three that he named on February 1st. So, so beating out SEC rivals uh, for a guy like this, a good start on the defensive line still need to get a lot more there. Uh, you know, they're after some big names in this class, you know, Vic Burley, a five-star from Georgia that's visited Tennessee a handful of times uh, that they, they, they've certainly positioned themselves pretty well with enough targets that you would think they're going to sign a, a pretty solid defensive line class, but still need at least a couple more. And I would say ideally maybe three more uh, true defensive linemen in this class, uh, you know, depending on how things play out with edge rushers. And again, all those numbers can be subject to change because there's so many moving parts there, especially with other needs that Tennessee has really across the board in this class. Yeah, and as you just mentioned, you know, beating out Kentucky for for a couple of these guys, you know, Kentucky has has done uh, tip of the cap has done a really nice job since Mark Stoops has been there, sort of setting some roots, and and they still go to Ohio. It seems like to get most of their roster. It seems like. But they also go south, and they've gone into the Nashville area in, in particular and, and gotten some even a couple guys that Tennessee really wanted. So uh, Tennessee kind of re- resetting the natural order of things there uh, is not necessarily a bad thing because you would think normally uh, a certain percentage of kids in the state are always going to want to leave no matter what state you're in, no matter what the deal is. You could be in Birmingham, Alabama, and be the best player in the country, and you might just want to leave the state. You might not want to go to Bama or Auburn. That's just how it is. Uh, but you would think in a normal year over the course of history when there's a really good football prospect in the state of Tennessee, that Tennessee's at least going to be in that battle and going to be hard to beat. And it, it's good to see Tennessee sort of trending back toward that direction where they're not going to get everybody they want in state, but you're going to have to to beat them away with the stick. Yeah, and 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 again, I think you know they, they understand the importance of in-state recruiting. I think people were kind of looking – uh, looking at last year and saying, eh, are things going to be any different with Josh Heupel because they only ended up with a couple of in-state players in that 2022 class. But uh, I think it, you know, you started to see the results with what Tennessee did with some preferred walk-ons in that class. Frankly, they got some nice players as preferred walk-ons in the 2022 class that I think were, were evidence of the legwork Tennessee put in 
across the state last year. You know, it, it, it didn't pay off with guys like Walter Nolan and Ty Simpson going elsewhere in the SEC, uh, some of those higher ranked guys. Uh, and there were there were several reasons for that, as we've as we've covered before. But uh, just this year, you know, ha- not being behind with this class, having had a, a year and a half now to to build or more than a year to build relationships with these guys and get them on campus repeatedly over the past 10 or 11 months. Uh, it, it's just made a big difference with this class. So I think you're seeing Tennessee is much more ahead of the game or on pace with where they need to be in recruiting this class. They, they've, they've got longstanding relationships with most of these guys. And they've done a good job of recruiting him. And, uh, you know, Josh Heupel, every time he hits the road, first places he's been going are in state every single time. Um, so they, it, it kind of sounded like they were just saying uh, the right things about in-state recruiting last year. But now we're seeing, I think, the benefits of the work they've put in in this 2023 class. And that's going to lead to them winning more of those battles over the Kentuckys and the old messes of the world. Yeah, you, you got to do the legwork. You know, be like Grant Ramey, never skip leg day. That's sort of the the, the mantra there in recruiting. You, you got to go out there. You got to do the legwork. You got to get in there early. You got to knock on doors. You got to make the calls. Uh, because even if you're Tennessee and you're in the state and you're doing what you need to be doing and you're you're winning on the field, you still have to work because everyone else in this league is going to work their tails off too. Just how it is. Ron, you got anything else on this young man? Anything about uh, Tennessee's defensive line, class, defensive recruiting, et cetera, this young man that, that I forgot to ask you? Anything before we step on out of here? Uh, no, just just to add to, to the in-state discussion, still still at least a few more names there worth watching. Uh, and, and some guys who are, I think, you know, looking to make decisions as early as this spring in some cases, you know, locally. Uh, lineman Trevor Duncan at Knoxville Catholic, uh, four-star offensive lineman Bryson Sanders the, down the at greatest high school, school in Chattanooga. The, the greatest high school in the world. You have to say that, or I'm going to correct you every time. <laughs> uh, uh, Baylor, right? That's the one you were talking about. Negative, no, uh, negative, negative. Yeah. But no, but no, Bryson Sanders from Baylor and Chattanooga, uh, and then you know e- even locally, you know guys like running back Deshaun Bishop over at Carnes, still yeah. very much in play for Tennessee, Good and player. then uh, and then. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, still still battling, you know, again, try, trying to close things out with Caleb Herring, the, the top prospect in the state, wide receiver Justin Brown at, at Blackman and Murfreesboro. So still a lot of talent out there for Tennessee in the state of Tennessee. And, you know, again, even though it's not the most loaded class by the state standards in recent years, I think you could see Tennessee land several guys if things fall their way with a couple of those bigger battles left. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to leave it, Ryan. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate the time as always. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And if I can find that button, guys, where is it? There it is. Now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say this, but we always mean it. We appreciate it. You have choices on where you want to spend part of your day. And if you want to spend part of it with us, we appreciate that. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan's Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Uh, if you just want Tennessee news on your feed nothing else, you can get that at Twitter.com slash GoVols 24-7. You can also go to Facebook.com slash GoVols 24-7 and get tons of content there all day, every day. But if you want the best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain Spring Water directly from the tap you can get that at govals247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets for coverage of tennessee football 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 recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball baseball recruiting lady vols coverage where the award-winning maria cornelius does an excellent job covering all things lady vols for us all the time Uh, we got two forms that run around the clock the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day seven days a week and discuss 
anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans from all across the world. No matter what time of day it is, someone somewhere in the world is up and wants to talk Tennessee sports or wants to talk college sports or wants to talk life with you. And you can do that at GoVols247.com. We also got access to the best database uh, that you're going to find. Uh, we got access to uh, so many videos, so just so much content, a couple of fresh cuts, you know, just a couple of couple of dozen usually fresh content items every single day. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month, and that is after a seven-day free trial. So why would you not do that? And if that wasn't enough reason, and it should be, on top of that, you also get access for free if you pay us and go to our website and become a member. You get access in perpetuity for free to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the, the growing behemoth streaming platform there of Viacom CBS, where you got everything CBS has ever done, commercial-free, every show. Uh, you get every tons of, tons of exclusive shows. Uh, you know, 1883, Mayor of Kingstown, Star Trek, Picard, Evil, all kinds of awesome exclusive shows that are only on Paramount+, Plus. hence the word exclusive. You also got uh, fresh movies, new Hollywood movies, classic movies, lots and lots of good stuff on there. Also stuff from the vaults of uh, MTV, BET, and Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, and Comedy Central, something for the entire family. That's a $100-plus annual value that we are giving you for nothing. For nothing. So why would you not take advantage of that? Why would you not do that? Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from us here in just, oh, I would say a couple days from now, tops, where we'll be back talking more stuff, more Tennessee stuff. Please be a member. Please subscribe. Please rate and review Please mash that subscribe button. Please tell your friends. Be nice to each other out there in the world. Send thoughts out there to people in the world there in Eastern Europe who need it. Be good to each other. Have basic human empathy for each other. Please, for the love of God, we need more of that in this world. Rant over. See you. Be good.